Hello and welcome to season two, episode 19 of the Motown Philly podcast. Episode 71 overall, that's 7 1. We coming up on T minus 29. We coming up on 100 episodes, y'all. Motown Philly podcast. Here we are about communication, connection, and community. And my man Jason Hall is the Motown in Motown Philly. Yours truly, Tim Golden, is the Philly in Motown Philly. Jay Hall, tell the people, tell the people, man, or say hi to the listeners. What's up, Tim, man? It's good to be in front of you on Jay. It's another podcast. I'm super excited about it. Hey, man, I was, in, I was in the grocery store the other day, man. I was up in the store. Say it in Memphis. I was in the store, man, checking out my groceries, man. And the brother, brother at the counter asked me how I was doing. And I looked at him and I said to him, I said, man, if my life was any better, man, I'd be telling people not to wake me up because it would have to be a dream. Man, listen, I am so blessed, man. I'm so blessed to be on this microphone. I'm blessed to be looking at you. My my dear friend, one of the best friends I've got in the world, man. We've been through so much together. So I'm I'm just thankful. Jason Hall, man. Jason, y'all don't understand. Jay is from the D, man. He's from D. What Michigan, Motown. Man, and me, I'm I'm just I'm from the city of brotherly love, but we, we got a little thing going on here before we get to our topic for the day. We just want y'all to know that how grateful we are so jay man go ahead man tell the motown philly family just how thankful we are for them and for all things motown philly for you guys who do not know the day oneers do but the first time listeners might not this is called the gratitude section of our particular podcast because why the gratitude gang stay tight listen all y'all who are listening, no matter where you are, just take a deep breath in. Ooh, and then let that thing out. Yo, you do a few of those things, and then you contemplate and reflect of all the goodness that is going on in your life. The fact that you have the ability to take in breath and to then be grateful for that breath. It just puts you in another perspective. It puts you in another frame of mind. Let's take another one. A good deep breath in through the nostril job. And then blow that thing out. Slow and just reflect on your being. On your being. The fact that you do have breath to take in. The fact that you do have mobility that you're that you have the agency to click whatever resource you have to actually turn on this podcast and allow Tim and I to share what we share on a weekly basis that helps you get from one week to another get from one podcast to another to reconstruct and deconstruct some of those thought processes that you were going through so that your life might be a little bit better. That's why Tim and I show up. And for that, yo, I'm hella grateful. I'm hella grateful. 
man oh man jason you ain't lying in the words of jason hall the gratitude gratitude game stay tight i like to say stay tight like a pair of speedos on a sumo wrestler that's tight baby that's how tight our gratitude game is man we believe here at motown philly that communication connection and community begins with gratitude gratitude engenders a spirit of healthy optimism that is infectious so when we communicate that to y'all here on the podcast we connect and we build community around gratitude recognizing that all that we've got we've got because of something much bigger than ourselves so the gratitude game indeed stays tight here at the motown philly podcast well jay this week we have a topic that is a doozy man we have a topic and our topic is immortality and communication immortality and communication when we speak of something immortal we speak of something that is able to outlast death itself they but three things in life that are certain and one of them is death or two they say death taxes i say three because ain't no other black man in walla walla named tim golden y'all hear that at the end every week but anyway death is certain but even with the certainty of death jason is the capacity of those who live well enough to overcome death now we will all die a physical death so no one is immortal physically because no one is immune from the frigid clutch of physical death but and we talk about this all the time jason when we talk about therapy you can live your life without therapy and without being fully healed but why would you want to deprive the world of your full healthy self that's it right there you know jay why would anybody want to deprive the rest of us of who we are so you're listening out there you you are special you have things about you that no one else can do quite like you so if you decide that you're going to do those things and do them well you have the capacity to attain immortality now jason i have to confess as men right in this podcast space you and i have certain ambitions and i'm i'm a believer in the fact that men are made to be ambitious men are made to strive to attain immortality sometimes we attain immortality as men through our children right who will outlive us after we're gone that's why the death of a child is so sad is so tragic because in some sense the future is lost right before we die we want that to be maintained but for me 
someone who doesn't have children and by the way this doesn't just apply to men women can be ambitious too there's lots of women who i think have attained immortality but just speaking from our perspective here that's one of the things that i think drives us and this week there's news that a statue of one kobe bryant is being erected in los angeles outside the arena where the lakers play basketball and jason you told me that really inspired you and talk to us a little bit about how kobe bryant who is dead right has attained immortality and will be memorialized in that statue now as a footnote to this just before i pass it off to you jay yeah everybody you don't have to be kobe bryant you just have to be yourself <laughs> right you just have to be you you just have to give the world the best of who you are and i think when you do that uh you'll achieve immortality in ways that might not be with a statue being erected but you'll get there in other ways so i just want to make put that as a footnote but jay talk a little bit about kobe and immortality and what what it does for communication connection and community so i mean i'm going to back up a little bit because you touched on some points before we arrived at kobe um, and it dealt with it deals with capacity. Um, I think there was a point in my journey in life where I my awareness to capacity was limited or hidden or me not really understanding that there was capacity in me. And you think about capacity. What is that? Like capacity to do more, capacity to be more, capacity to be, to understand like through learning and educating myself. And I'm not talking about school, y'all. Like to learning and educating myself, even in learning and educating like my quote unquote failures. I'll say quote unquote because I don't believe in failures anymore. I, th I believe failures are, 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 are an illusion talking about i call them opportunities i call them lessons and so on and so forth that even in what i would call a failure it's it it's an opportunity to learn and educate myself and understanding that there's even capacity to grow in that as well so as i have grown throughout life more and more my awareness of my ability to understand that there's more inside of me start has started to evolve more and more and for me in a lot of ways and i don't want to say it i want to say it culminated with kobe um but he really brought if, if culminated isn't the word he he was really the pinnacle one of the pinnacles for me of truly understanding we can be better today than we were yesterday incrementally better if you will and that goes a long way through the course of a lifetime but it's to understand that there is something else inside of me that can be pulled out but here's the thing not just for my benefit hello like the fire 
that that fuels the I have more inside of me is not a self. It doesn't come from a selfish place. It comes from a place that I have more to give. I do have more to get out of me to give to others. It is my failures. It is the the quote unquote losses that I call lessons. It is these things that I have learned, whether it's through education or whether it's the education of the experiences of my life so that I can point to you, Tim, or those who are listening and say, you guys, you don't have to do that because I walk like that. Now you can, cause you get an option of choice, but I'm telling you my experience and then hopefully you could be like, whoa, based on that, you know, I might consider some other things. Understanding that my capacity, my awareness of what I have inside of me or what I can pull outside of me can be an amazing thing for others to help alter and transform someone's life. And Kobe, I think we all have Kobe's in our lives. It doesn't have to be Kobe, but Kobe in his death, it really just highlighted the understanding that the capacity of what you talked about, immortality, Tim, communication, connection, and community, it just came it for me his life and looking at the totality of his life just really came full circle uh tim and i guys have done a a podcast on greatness sometime this past summer of, of 2023 when we highlighted the the life of kobe kobe never lived a perfect life because we are we, who has right but it's to understand you can watch if you know him on this day february or i would say two what is it? Two eight twenty four. These symbols, these symbols of numbers, represent the number two, Kobe's daughter Gigi, who died on that fateful day, along with Kobe, who had number early in his career, the number eight, and then later in his in his career, the number twenty four. To watch the life of Kobe on this particular day, where they're going to hoist a statue in front of the crypto.com, which was formerly known as the Staples Center, to understand that they are going to commemorate this dude, this being, um, in certain ways, this this God, you know, uh, and as, as a tribute to this man's life in totality. They're gonna immortalize him with the statue, but that statue means a lot more than what he just did on the court. And especially towards the end of his life, towards the end of his, um, the evolution that, you know, where he was leading up to when he was tragically taken away with seven, taken away from this earth, along with seven other souls, taken away way too soon. Mm -hmm. You can, we can really sit and ponder about how he impacted this life after even you know he's how he still continues to impact this life after he has died which then shows up that piece of that immortality he's dead you and i four years later talking about this man <laughs> talking about this man and how he did what inspired he 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 took what was inside of him and showed a level of what he called the Mamba mentality to really push the envelope, if you will, of how can we be better and not just better in a selfish way, but be better for ourselves, 
what helps to be better for someone else um and that you can make a community of individuals just like that so i mean that's how we starting this thing off and i'm just super excited to talk about immortality and some of the some of the individuals that we know in culture but at the same time might know in our own lives that are kobe's or goats or immortal because they did something significant in our lives for good you know you know you're right jason i i have one of those and i'll share in a in a moment but i i just want to say that what you said is so remarkable because you spoke of capacity right you spoke of the ability to to open yourself right to make yourself vulnerable and sometimes i think the most important episode that we will ever do jason is the episode two of season one listen we can remix that we can remix that listen man ready bro if imagine what would life what would it have been like if kobe bryant was afraid to go play basketball right um the French philosopher Jacques Derrida talks about this problem of autoimmunity. And what he says is that on one hand, the self is sovereign over itself and its authority is un- unquestioned and unquestionable. But the moment that the sovereign self employs language, that self is vulnerable because language assumes another person and language creates an aperture that lies a field of openness between us and others. So when Kobe said, I want to go try out for the basketball team and inquired about where tryouts were at that moment, he spoke that the sovereignty of himself was compromised and subordinated to the reality of others others on the team who would evaluate him other his coaches right he had to open himself up to criticism in order to do what to get better right and become a better person could you live your life in isolation yeah but why would you deprive the world of who you are this episode on vulnerability is so important because you never get to immortality if you don't take the first step of vulnerability oh yeah 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 you have to open yourself up you have to deploy language and concepts that will open yourself up to others that will create in in greek it's called a kora k-h-o-k-h-o-r-a it will create a space a receptacle room for you and the other to commune with one another and in that space what we end up doing is the dance of the porcupine porcupines have quill rigid quills on their back but when they come together to mate they have soft underbellies that they expose by standing on their hind legs and they come together and they meet those soft underbellies together with one another in a dance. And language is that soft underbelly. Yes, bro. Right. And so 
vulnerability allows immortality and immortality communicates inspiration immortality creates connection this is why this is why kobe bryant and other great professional athletes entertainers whoever go and they speak to people who work in corporate america this is why they become motivational speakers because immortality communicates inspiration and ins and, and immortality builds community it constructs community right so we got communication if and i'm sorry it, it uh immortality communicates inspiration it creates connection and it builds community and so don't you want to inspire create and build if you do you got to be vulnerable you got to take the first step you got to overcome this dance of mortality with vulnerability and that's that's what we're all about here Mo MJ am I lying bro? Chick out here talking saucy to y'all he out here yeah. talking saucy sweet yo I love the idea of the porcupine dance bro yeah. as as communicators y'all we all come from different experiences walks of life we all come from ha having different hurts and traumas and that is the that those are the quills of the porcupine and we can dance around in this little space that tim is talking about and just poke each other and be awkward and not really show who we, who we are our most our soft self and 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 just keep bumping around not getting anywhere not making any difference but when you stand up on those hind legs and you ex expose your your weakest part your softest part different things start happening different things start happening and when we are able to be vulnerable it 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 can only inspire especially if you choose to dig deep kobe's ability to dig so deep someone said that if Michael Jordan actually had Kobe's drive, like Michael, come on. <laughs> Mike was my guy. I, listen, I'm bragging on, I'm talking about Mike and Tim know how I feel about Mike I, I, and, and, and his greatness. Like I give Mike his props because he beat up on my Detroit Pistons um, uh, after we got older and then took the mantle and just became who he is today. But they people know that Kobe didn't necessarily he wasn't born with the genius of athleticism that mike was so here's my point mike kobe looked at mike to emulate him and develop skills that mike almost just he, he mike worked y'all don't get me wrong but kobe had that he had the work ethic and he had this mentality that allow him to be who we know know, know him to be or, or knew him to be and then they some say if mike had kobe kobe just endless drive michael it wouldn't be a question like it 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 wouldn't be a goat conversation we would all you know it wouldn't be a conversation 
But Jay, check this out. The relationship between Kobe and MJ that you're talking about right now right. encapsulates everything we're saying about immortality. Mm-hmm. You know why? In, in part, and Kobe will be the first one to tell you this. You know why Kobe had that kind of drive? Because Michael Jordan's immort- basketball immortality inspired him. Because of Michael Jordan at some point had to be vulnerable and try out for the high school basketball team and the coach who cut him. See? So Jordan's immortality communicated to Kobe inspiration. It created connection between him and Kobe. Kobe will be the first to tell you, MJ's a brother to me. He's like my big brother. Jordan said at his memorial service four years ago, he said, man, he called me two, three o'clock in the morning asking me about angles on defense, asking me how to play the passing lane. He said, man, he, he was he said he was getting on my nerves. But you know what? Immortality helped build, create that connection and it built a community between because you only need two people for a community right and you hear jordan talk to this day a tear comes to his eye when he talks about kobe and if kobe was alive today kobe would say the same thing about jordan that he said when he was alive he he's he's the greatest of all time but i could still beat that mother <laughs> That's what he would say. So it, it really is. What's interesting, Jason, is that what we're talking about is a cycle of sorts, right? And it's a cycle that picks up momentum and helps perpetuate these same kinds of vulnerabilities. Because when you see somebody else do it, it's, it becomes believable that you can do it. So I was watching. Monique's interview with Shannon Sharp. Okay. And Shannon said to her, he said, what inspired you? She said, baby, as only Monique can say, right. she said, baby, let me tell you something. Growing up in Baltimore, I ain't never seen no big black woman on TV. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. Right, right, right. She said, but I saw Oprah on television and just seeing her let me know that it was possible for me and from then on i knew i was going to be famous and i I love that because it wasn't like it inspired her to be another talk show host it inspired her to be great it inspired her to be famous it inspired her to be an entertainer inspired her to be seen in that limelight just that just her just oprah showing up and being her best self it can like when so that's the thing guys when we show up to be our best self with the knowledge of our potential of our potential capacity there are great things that can happen to us but also it just as great things that can happen to other people like we when we squelch and we don't show our soft underbelly like just think i don't know how i don't know how porcupines make i don't but I can imagine based on this underbelly theme, you might know, so, so correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they can get together unless they showing some vulnerability. Well, you tell me. Right, you- right. And the same way we can't get together unless we show vulnerability. Because because we got a lot of quills on our back. We got a lot of traumas. We got a lot of hurt. 
we got a lot of pain we got a lot of baggage we got a lot of things that make us reluctant to be vulnerable but what happens when you're able to overcome those things and open yourself up to something new man i'm telling you the best things the best things come from a state of vulnerability i, I ain't lying jason at season one episode two that might be the most important episode we've ever done here at the motown Phillip podcast because you you close yourself off if you want to but in an attempt to protect yourself you will end up doing yourself harm more importantly you will do the rest of the rest of us harm because the world deserves the best you that you can give listen those porcupines ain't making no babies if they not being vulnerable got to be vulnerable brother got to be vulnerable so so we're talking about communication and inspiration by the way shannon sharp is now in the motivational speaker game so motivational speaker, me instant name recognition shannon about to say sharp is taking over the world jay Sh- shannon and, is goating stuff around here like he, he out here <laughs> he out here being vulnerable he said you know what i'm gonna step into the podcast space yeah and let's see what it would do what it do you know when the moment shannon said he was going to try out for the football team in high school his whole life changed forever right right yeah his whole life changed we, i think we're watching his immortality grow and, yes and, and his along with his legacy and i think it comes from his, his a place of vulnerability like shannon does that uh that club shay shay and he, because he shows up the way he does in, the, in a vulnerable state like people are able to really open up on on his on that chair that sits across from him but when if you follow what he does shannon also does this nightcap uh piece and it seems like it's centered around what's happening in sports but if you really listen close shannon is growing into himself because he is telling stories about his life he talks about his dating life he talks about his family he just really opens up and from that he's pouring out himself to really share with others and inspire others like shannon is we we're watching this man's star rise just because he's just being his authentic self and he's putting himself like come on like Shannon's doing with podcasts that people have been tr- trying to do for years, been working on for years, and he's crushing it. He's crushing the game. Killing the game. He is, what's he doing? He's making himself, what, immortal. He's communicating a message of inspiration. He is creating connections with his guests, with the culture. I was listening to the Monique interview. I said, man, you gonna, it ain't going to be too long. You go on Club Shay Shay, that's like going to the church. That's like an all, it's going to be like an altar call. He about to have Tyler Perry on there, Oprah on there, Monique, Kevin Hart. They all going to be coming to confess they sin at the altar of Club Shay Shay. Yeah. Um, right? And and so, and but yeah. think about this. Would any of that be a possibility if Shannon Sharp wasn't willing to put himself out there? Right? 
if he wasn't willing to show his underbelly. Hey, Jay, listen, we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills. Shannon Sharp got the skills to pay the bills because he make them mills. We ain't making them mills, but we still got the skills to pay the bills. So listen, you want to advertise? You need to grow with us here at the Motown Philly podcast. We are growing here at Motown Philly in our second season, moving steadily toward episode 100. We're at episode 71 right now. We have listening audiences who download the Motown Philly podcast from shore to shore in the United States, across the pond, in the UK, in the land down under. We got a few listeners in Australia and New Zealand, and we even have some listeners in the motherland in Africa. So you need to come on board. You need to join us here at the Motown Philly podcast so we can grow together. How do you get started? First thing you have to do is send an email to Motown Philly community at gmail.com. That's Motown Philly community at gmail.com. We have three fabulous, affordable advertising packages just for you and your growing business. All you have to do is send us that email at Motown Philly community at gmail.com. We will get back to you and send you a price list of each of our packages. And we are confident that no matter which one you choose, it will be the right one for you. So please grow with us. Come join us once again. If you have a business and you're trying to advertise, please consider advertising with the Motown Philly podcast brand. We're a young brand. We're a growing brand. We are steady. We deliver content regularly and we want you to come on board with us. So again, all you have to do is send us an email at Motown Philly community at gmail.com. That's Motown Philly community at gmail.com. All right. So here we are, Jay, talking about being vulnerable, doing what we can because the world deserves our best and it would be tragic for us to come and go in life without ever taking the kinds of chances that will result in us becoming immortal. You know, Jason, I thought the other day, if I never got up the nerve to audition for a show, I would have never played Thurgood Marshall. I would have never played August Wilson. I would have never played the most important role as an actor, perhaps I will ever play, which is the role of Hambone in Two Trains Running. I, 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 there is a whole set of realities in my life that would not exist had I not taken the chance to do it and taking that chance means opening myself up. It means experiencing the autoimmune condition of my sovereign self, right? Entering that space with others, that aura, that emptiness in which there can be genuine creativity and connection and community, right? Hey. Jay, we got a responsibility out here in these streets, man. I just I, I just love the fact that just like when you brought up the idea that, yo, we should get in, we should get in it about immortality. And 
and understanding some of the some of the concepts that that you like to bring out when we do have this 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 conversation about immortality it it brings that wellspring if you will of of excitement anticipation uh some level of of focused duty to yourself that pours out pours outwardly to those who are around you it is it can be self-inspiring but it, it could also be a level of hard work and dedication of that goes along with what is consistent you know um you and i were we were kind of getting into the podcast before we actually before (laughs) we actually you know turned on the record button uh immortality show can show up in so many so many ways um i like for you to tell that story about you know something because you think about it how can something dead you know Mm. how can something dead speak to us how can something how can someone let me be more human in this bit how can someone who is dead continue to speak continue to give continue to i'll just bring this up right now um you and i talked before and we talk about how how colby uh can be can be seen as immortal in in a lot of what in in to many people to me I, I i would agree with you as you say like there's some immortality uh to who we know as kobe because his what he has done lives on there was a particular espn segment that talked about kobe's murals when he passed away uh, murals around la begin to pop up and then more murals uh, uh tributes to kobe around the country begin to pop up more and more and even now more murals of kobe are not just in la and around the country they're scattered tim all over this world and there is a there is a, a social media artist who has made a pledge to go around this whole world and interview the artists who have been inspired by kobe to create i mean these are there's if you look up mural kobemural.com you will see there are hundreds of murals all around this world that pinpoint with a level of accuracy on the globe where kobe's murals are and one of the things i love the whole piece that espn did but one part of the piece really talked and kind of graded me a little uh, the long the a wrong way because the gentleman is good as good-hearted as he was he was saying i'm trying to keep his legacy alive and that to me kind of rubbed me wrong i know it wasn't intentional but the idea of trying to keep kobe's legacy alive like i don't think when you when you rate when you move to a status of immortality because you have dug so deep within to pull all the capacity out of you to live for then others like there is no i don't have i don't have to try to keep that legacy alive like that legacy as we can see is already out and living amongst the whole entire world so to keep it a a legacy alive 
immortality speaks without one needing a microphone. Like it, you touch it. You don't, you don't have to do any, it's going to do what it's supposed to do without you trying to keep it alive. It's already alive and thriving years later, whatever, whoever, that's what it does. And it just, it, it didn't jack me up. I just want to create, maybe we need to really stop saying that when someone has made a delible impact in this earth, it's going to always be there giving and giving and giving every day someone interacts with it, bro. Mm, wow, Jason. You know, you just encapsulated another part of what we're talking about here so beautifully because you can't talk about immortality without talking about others. A life lived for oneself can only result in death. But a life lived with others and for the sake of others helps one to achieve eternal life. There you go, bro. There that's go. that's what this is all about. For, the, for our Christian friends out there who are listening, what makes Jesus the savior is his vulnerability. If you consider his nakedness and his openness, the position of himself on the cross, body exposed to the world, injured, wounded, right? A sovereign God deploying language, the Logos, speaking to others, opening as soon as God speaks, the sovereignty of God is in some sense autoimmune because the deployment of his language opens up the space of creativity for creatures that would one day turn their backs on him. But that didn't stop him. Right? The, the autoimmune condition and disposition of the individual, of the sovereign nation state, and even of God himself is a necessary part of divine and human nature because it's through that process of doing ourselves harm, even as we try to protect ourselves and assert our sovereignty, that we connect with others and have community and intimacy. That's what we need. So if you want to be immortal, you got to open yourself. Bars. Right? Bars, Man, you got to open up. You know, we are living through what many people call a constitutional crisis right now. Because we have a president who we have, we have a presidential candidate running for office who's twice impeached, four times indicted, facing 91 criminal charges and is running away with the nomination of his political party. Here's the autoimmunity of American democracy. At one point, on one hand, on one hand we are trying to hold Trump accountable by charging him with crimes because of the rule of law. But on the other hand, as soon as we charge him with a crime, he has rights. 
So the same system that tries to hold him accountable is the same sovereign system that must compromise itself and give him rights as as it gives to any other criminal defendant. And then on the other side, we have citizens who are going to go and they're going to vote. And again, the sovereignty of the self is unquestioned. It's unquestionable. But at some point, you're going to have to justify your vote to others, which means you're going to have to use what language. And the moment you begin to speak, it presupposes the presence of another sovereign being you have to open up to. So maybe we're not in a crisis, right? Maybe what we're living through is the best that democracy can do. And if this is the best that democracy can do, if our autoimmune condition undermines the very sovereignty that we think has been so firmly established, then we never really get to the freedom and the equality and justice of democracy. It's always deferred. It's always to come. At oh, some you on that, you're on that Baldwin shit right now. <laughs> Listen, man, and if it's always, if it ain't never here, right, that means we can never rest. That means we got to work for it and towards it at all times, because every time we try to do justice, we're going to undo it with our autoimmune condition. So we got to develop a state of insomnia. We can't rest, man. We gotta be wide awake. We can't afford to fall asleep. Don't fall asleep on yourself, man. Don't fall asleep like Peter, James, and John did, Jay. The savior asked him to stay awake and watch for one hour. They couldn't do it. Here he was being vulnerable for them, but they couldn't reciprocate the vulnerability. So they couldn't build communication, connection, and community. But because Jesus was able to do it, his immortality communicates inspiration. His immortality creates connection and his immortality builds community even long after his death i love it talk about this tim as we talk as we transition from jesus yeah. because it you live your life day to day as a professor of philosophy take that take those terms of 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 what how we have couched what is immortality and how it when these these philosophers have been centuries dead and now as you teach in school to your young students how that communicates their how how immortality communicates through your own language um the idea of inspiration the idea of their presence still being here like what does that do how does that come about sure well you know almost every philosopher i teach about is dead Plato been dead for a long time. Aristotle, dead. Immanuel Kant, dead. Martin Heidegger, Hans Gadamer, they all, they all gone. They've been gone for a long time. But when my students read their texts and we read Plato, we speak in terms of what Plato is doing. As though, as though Plato's sitting in the room with us. <laughs> we speak of what he is saying. 
by saying thus and so and thus and so and so through their philosophical work in the same way that kobe does it through sports his achievements in sports the intellectual achievements of great thinkers plato aristotle socrates etc are immortal because here's the thing jason and the black philosopher william ferris points this out that ideas are eternal in a sense <laughs> plato died but his ideas live on james baldwin who me and you admire about as much as you can admire anyone is dead and gone but his ideas live on w.e.b du bois ida b wells right you go down the line and a lot of these people are dead and gone but what they did was so important in life and it was so significant that even in death we speak of them in terms as though they are alive and it's it's the is the certain idealism at work such that the idea uh, Rene Descartes used to say the mind is superior to the body because it outlives it and if if Descartes is right then perhaps there, there's a certain idealism that our ideas live on and even though our bodies have deteriorated I love that you also speak about immortality and 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 I don't know I think immortality can be um, a concept that can be very abstract it can seem that way when it it's, it can be hard to grasp uh, or wrap your head around the idea of Im immortality I mean we, we think about it in Greek philosophy. We think about it in terms of Christ and Christian and Christendom and, and knowing that there's only one immortal. Um, well, actually, you believe in heavenly beings, immortal uh, demons, maybe immortal, whatever. The point is that can be just a very hard idea to just kind of wrap your your head around. But understanding that what the concept of what you said about someone's brain along with their ideas and concept it outlives the body um it has to, it it has to be true but you we have to observe we have to be able to kind of pull back and observe like ideals if you will um of how people had missions and they they had callings and they lived by those things wholeheartedly and through that like you said like we've been say, saying it created certain resonating connections that created strong communities and, and those communities become really powerful to actually change the world and here's the thing every one of us has that capacity inside of us it might not be something that's broadcasted on the evening news or on sports center or espn but we all have that capacity in us to affect change in the worlds that we live in if we only were able to acknowledge the fact that we do have a capacity to make a difference bro 
we do have a capacity to after we're dead and gone we can talk about for example my pabo my grandpa my dad my mom and how they impacted our lives for the better and how they changed and transformed our lives for by how they live my dad's entrepreneurial spirit lives in me and thrives bro mm. it lives in me and thrives and i'm grateful you know i don't know if i tell you told you and this is a vulnerable mo moment for me bro i didn't know it but revenue wise i almost touched i'm i touched close to two hundred thousand dollars last year boy you better man see this is what y'all don't understand about jason y'all think we just talk about kobe in the abstract jason is actually kobe becomes a verb for us jason is actually kobe in his multiple business enterprises and he's doing great work so bravo jason bravo man and that's because why that's because your father's immortality inspires right is a communication of his immortality right it in it it communicates it or, or his immortality communicates inspiration creates connection greater connection that you have with yourself right and it builds community with you and your business and your customers and the things that you're doing and, and i just you know, it's funny, man, that you should say that about your father, because I, I was supposed to mention this earlier about a person who inspired me. And you all know this because we've talked about it before. But last summer, when I heard my father's voice for the first time in over 39 years, my father had been dead since 1984. But I heard his voice last July in the summer. And man, you talk about some bones bringing somebody back to life. Man, I heard my father's voice and I was in the middle of committing a 46 page script to memory, 25 monologue. And I'm wondering what in the world did I get myself into? And I'm pushing myself and I'm working and I'm working and I'm just getting a little tired. But when I heard my father's voice, it reminded me of my own mortality and his immortality communicated inspiration to me it it helped build or it created a connection with me it helped me create a connection with the audience that i performed in audiences that i performed in front of and it helped build community with those same people so you know what we're talking about folks is is just just take a look in the mirror right do some kind of self-assessment and ask yourself man woman boy girl whoever you are are you giving the world your best self yeah it doesn't have to be perfect man you don't have no idea you much you have no idea how imperfect i am <laughs> right you have right. no idea how how far away i am from quote unquote having it all together yeah but don't well, let no, them stay, stay there stay there yeah stay there like I, I don't i don't have it like i i'm 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 defective but people think people think we gotta play the perfection game that's a myth they they think that i i mean we stay small because mm -hmm. 
we think that we're supposed to show up perfect because mm-hmm. we see people out there and they seem like they give this facade of perfection or they have it all together and let's just be honest tim and i are out here doing this podcast tim does so much stuff in in, in his in his professional life and his personal life that no one demands on him but him mm-hmm. tim could be just more regular podunk podunk professor y'all should y'all should still y'all really if we took the scales back and just focused one one particular show and episode on tim we we still wouldn't have enough time to do it in one show i mean the stuff that tim does um the point the point being is as he does all that stuff none of in none of the episodes and none of our private conversation he says yo i showed up perfect (laughs) yo that's a myth y'all we stay small we don't exercise that capacity and grow it because somehow we believe that we need to show up perfect so that keeps us small playing small oh he's polished he's better no he, he didn't start off like that you know there are things that are in us that keep us from being great and when you fi- we finally lay aside the idea of pre- that perfection is a myth and it keeps us from from taking risk and 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 it, and it keeps us playing small bro we can't dig into that capacity so we can so we can forge forward to our immortality that's that's a beautiful way to put it jason don't ever let the perfect be the enemy of the good don't ever let the perfect be the enemy of the good what jason said about me i could also say about him jason is a father of two beautiful children he has contributed to their growth and nurture all these years. He runs two very successful businesses. He is a, a hustler in every sense of the word. When I think of entrepreneur, I think that Jason's picture should be right by that word in the dictionary. Where I look at a vacant lot and see a vacant lot, Jason sees, Jason sees an opportunity to monetize it. Well, if we clean this up, we could turn this into a parking lot and we could charge this much for car, hire a couple valets. Next thing you know, we buy this land, we park in the car right by the convention center. We charge like, you know, $15 a day. And, and, and the next thing you know, Jason is off to the bank counting his money. I'm, I, I, you know what I'm doing? I'm looking for somewhere to park my car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will patronize Jason, but I don't have the set of gifts that he has. His ability to be a parent, right? You talk about autoimmunity and, and autoimmune sovereignty. It shows up in so many different relationships to assert himself as a man and to be uh, a contributor, right? F- the physiology of human reproduction right men oh men uh when men open themselves up sexually and become vulnerable something leaves them and enters into something else and creates a new being right and and jason has been able to do that and he has he has i think he'll tell you he's not the perfect father but i i certainly i would trust my children with him and he he has raised two beautiful children a boy and a girl and he's had success on his own he's educated he's intelligent 
And I'm just grateful that I get to co-host the podcast with him. Because if it wasn't for his inspiration, I'd still be somewhere. I'd probably be looking at reruns of Good Times, right now. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be on this mic. So, Jason, I, I'm just. Uh, I'm thankful for you too, man. But our point is that you don't have to be perfect, right? Jason's not perfect, but he's good at what he does, right? I'm not perfect. But I like to think I'm good at what I do, or I at least try to be good no, at good, what I John. do. He's good. He and 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 if we're just two imperfect people coming together, man, chasing immortality, man. We we just we just trying to be immortal so that we can in so that our immortality can communicate inspiration, create community, or create connection and build community jay you have any takeaways as we land this plane man anything anything you want folk out there to remember as we conclude this discussion of immortality i think the the biggest thing i just want to highlight is search search let's do our best every day to search ourselves to know that we have something in us to pull out of us not just for us but for others and if we choose not to do that we choose not to inspire we choose not to connect we choose not to grow a community we choose almost not to be human bro mm. yeah oh jason man you said it to be human is to need others mm. to be is to be vulnerable to others and my takeaway would be don't let the mythologies of western democratic political institutions and narratives deceive you as much as we strive to protect a sovereign self and the dignity and autonomy of a self don't you ever forget that self is nothing without others don't you ever forget that the very deployment of language always compromises the autonomy and sovereignty of who you are because it opens up a space of creativity, a receptacle for you and another person to build something. You can withdraw if you want, but if you do, you're doing the world a disservice. Show that soft underbelly. And as we engage in this dance of mortality, know that when the music ends, if you've lived well, you will indeed live on. Jay, where can they find you, brother? You guys can find me on Instagram at the speakers mechanic. That's on Instagram, IG at the speakers mechanic. You can also find me on linkedin jason hall communication skills coach and that's where i help you as an entrepreneur as a business associate and or professional communicate better to your audience to your client avatar help you articulate and use your voice in what is a what i deem as a highly effective and masterful way of being somebody who gets to influence somebody else for the better. Tim, where can we find you, my guy? 
All right, Jay, y'all can find me on Instagram at a good golden man. You can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at DRTJ Golden ESQ. Last but not least, you can find me on Facebook at Tim Golden. Three things in life are certain death taxes, and yours truly is the only black man in Walla Walla, Washington named Tim Golden. If there's another one, Jay, I'm calling the Guinness Book of World Records. Anyhow, that's where y'all can find me. That's where y'all can find Jason. We love you people. We're thankful for y'all. Keep listening. Keep growing. Let's keep growing together. And remember, you can be immortal. Until next week, we out of here like Vladimir. Peace.